Tell me what does it look like in heaven? Is it peaceful? Is it free like they say? There shall be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. The disasters, the wars, they are all signs. So God knew that all these things were going to happen. Honey, God knows everything. So then why doesn't he do something? Left Behind is a 2014 American apocalyptic thriller film directed by Vic Armstrong and starring Nicolas Cage as Captain Rayford Steele, Leah Thompson from Back to the Future, a bunch of Australian people you've never heard of, <laughs> and Jordan Sparks, that American idolist with no air. I'm your host, Neil T, in the Church of England, and joining me on today's Dying for Scale Movie Club podcast are my regular co-hosts, Todd Brisket in Austin, Texas. A turkey vulture comes up to the gate and drops two dead rabbits onto the floor. And the flight attendant says, I'm sorry, you're only allowed one carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually laugh for that. Uh, and we also have Jovial Jackie and Jovial John in Virginia. It's in the Bible. My parents sent me to camp one year and everyone was talking about it. I don't know about passengers, but I do know this. There wasn't anyone flying that plane. And our special guests today are Pascal's pager, a.k.a. Can I call you Paul? I know you all want answers, and believe me, so do I. And also, we have uh, Mrs. Pascal's pager, a.k.a. Patience. What? Oh, hi. I don't have a quote, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hello is okay. And now it's time for the feature everyone's talking about. It's Jackie's Movie Synopsis Time. Take it away, Jackie. Thanks, Neil. Uh, this is a bonkers movie for Christians. Uh, <laughs> follows a uh, really hot 20-something girl whose <laughs> mom is a religious nun. Uh. Oi, oh. oi, don't okay, say that. We'll, we'll get to that later, evils, I guess. Evils. <laughs> Her dad's a pilot, and one day, tons of people disappear, and nobody knows why until they quickly realize, oh my God, those were, those were the Christians. We are the left behind. Quickly? Was it quickly yeah. they realized No, that? it was not quickly. <laughs> More quickly than it would be for me if it were true life. Uh, thank you, Jackie. Uh, the official synopsis. <laughs> a small group of survivors are left behind after millions of people suddenly vanish and the world is plunged into chaos and destruction. So I thought, as we have uh, two couples here who were kind of raised in a sort of Christian background, I thought perhaps you, could, you guys could talk a little bit about how this kind of informed your viewing of the movie. Paul and uh, Patience, why don't you talk a bit about that? Well, just to correct you a little bit, uh, I wasn't kind of sort of raised in a little bit of a Christian background. <laughs> I'm sort of. I'm always too vague about these things, but yeah, carry on. Sorry. I was really, really raised in a super duper, duper Christian background, mm. and uh, this kind of uh, rapture theology was definitely a major, major part of of our upbringing. And one of the things that I thought was um, just to get this out of the way, I did read the book like 20 years ago, so it's been a long time, mm. but it was a big deal. This book was a big deal when it came out, and there were something like 10 or 
12 sequels to it, which I never did read. But um, mm-hmm. one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this movie was that it, it seems to have bent over backwards to avoid being anything more than just a little bit of lip service to the, the Christian aspects yep. um, mm-hmm. of the book, which is kind of remarkable. There's yeah. really only two Christian characters in this movie, and one of them is a total bitch, and the other one disappears <laughs> about 15 minutes in. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, the rest of the movie is, you know, it's all about these people who don't believe. And the other thing that's really strange is that this movie covers about the first three chapters of the book. Oh, right. Yeah, because like, oh. yeah. I was try because I, I watched it twice. And the second time I watched it, I was making a, a sort of mental note of how just how long they spent in that bloody airport, and they did not leave the yeah. airport until about twenty minutes in. Yeah, I I read a kind of a synopsis of the book before I watched and it's talking about like the antichrist and all this, the tribulations. And Mm. I was waiting for them to mention the antichrist, but it never came up. Yeah. I sort of thought the same, like that it didn't feel like a complete movie. And like, I, you can tell that I knew that there was a whole series of books that this was based on. So Mm -hmm. I figured this was just a setup. I didn't realize it was only even part of the first book (laughs) was what they covered because it didn't, it felt like that was it. You know, I don't, it was weirdly paced. Mm. Okay, so uh, apart from PP, has anyone else read the books or seen the any of the Kirk Cameron movies? Yeah, I saw part of the Kirk Cameron movie, but I, I haven't I, not enough to really speak about it. Mm. So PP, were you kind of raised with sort of all that fire and brimstone stuff about you know the rapture and God smiting people and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, well, Patience and I were talking about the fact that this movie um, is really reminded us of a film that was super popular when we were younger called uh, Thief in the Night. Mm-hmm. And there were several sequels to that movie as well. But it was one of these that was produced on a low budget and kind of shown in church basements all over the country. Mm-hmm. And it scared the shit out of us <laughs> when we were kids. I saw that when I was like eight years old and I was freaked out for years after that. <laughs> It's terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. It literally ends with the main character getting her head chopped off. They had a huge guillotine scene. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So, did you see that in a in a sort of religious context as well, like in a Sunday school or something on TV? No, uh, one of my my sister's friends was highly religious, and she brought it over one day. All right. Uh, interesting note too: the the song that plays over the closing credits in this movie is the same song. It's the theme song from that movie. So, uh, Jackie and John, were you also brought up in a Christian, God-fearing household? Um, we were both brought up uh, Catholic Christian, so mm. it it was not to this extreme. We didn't really talk about rapture, and I mean, I never learned that much. About I mean, that. like definitely, like we both went to Catholic school at mm-hmm. one point or another. I I went for my entire, uh, you know, younger school, you know, prior to college, the oh, entire time school. I was in Catholic school. Um, we. It's not that you didn't talk about the rapture, but that was not like a every time your daughter comes home for the weekend, you just <laughs> remind her that uh, no. sh- her soul will be left behind. Yeah. Ours like was more that, just it, guilt it was, in everyday life about right, right, never right, doing anything. That's more of a Catholic. But it was, <laughs> Catholic, but it, was yeah. con- <laughs> it was consistent and efficient guilt to the point where you didn't have to go so big like this. Yeah. And right. it wasn't just limited <laughs> to church stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I was brought up Christian, but uh, and we went to church when I was a kid in Sunday school, and then I think it sort of tailed off a bit. And I, don't, I think my mum ended up being sort of a bit of a not a dirty, smelly hippie, but a bit of a hippie. And then, <laughs> um, but my grandmother was 
really hardcore Christian scientist to the point where she wouldn't uh, get proper treatment and stuff like that. Um, and then my mother ended up becoming, I think as she got older, you know, as people do, became a bit more worried about, you know, the D word um, and thinking about the afterlife and then decided to become Christian. So she, she's now proper Christian, my mum. Goes to church everywhere, does it every week, does all the does all the church kind of um, volunteering and stuff. So Patience had kind of a unique perspective on it because she was not actually raised Christian. She came to it late. Oh, really? Uh and her mom was was really <laughs> psycho. Well, I was gonna say enthusiastic, mm. but um <laughs> So her 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 experience was a little bit different than mine. I was raised in it like the the frog in the slowly boiling pot, so it didn't right. I didn't really notice. But she had a complete uh, somebody walking into her life and saying everything's different now, and you're going to go to hell. Oh, so yeah. basically, your mum was Leah Thompson. Um, worse, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, Patience, can you can you talk about in the movie? Like I I felt like that was just too too abrupt and too on the head or on the nose or whatever um, as far as kind of like the way that the mom was talking to them. Uh, and I just didn't feel like that was realistic, but it sounds like uh, maybe yeah. that was a little closer. Do you, do you think that uh, this was true to form uh, to what you experienced? Oh, for me, yeah, definitely. Um, it was almost like my mom came home from going to church or whatever. She met this crazy lady. And she was like, you can't have a Cabbage Patch Kid or this Elvis picture you have in your room is from the devil. And like, I don't know. Yeah, it went crazy. Is that a technical term for Elvis? A picture of Elvis? A craven idol? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Wasn't there some kind of like Christian fundamentalist thing about Cabbage Patch dolls saying they were going to evil? Was that, am I misremembering that? Probably. <laughs> um, there was that book called Toys in the Toy Box. Mm. which like all these things are evil. Yeah, it was it was more broad than just Cabbage Patch Kids. It was yeah. all, I mean, we were, Smurfs were of the devil and uh, Transformers <laughs> and G.I. Joe. I mean, it was, there, there was a real witch hunt. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like I had no toys to play with. If they didn't like Smurfs, is it because they had a problem with colored people? <laughs> <laughs> What, wasn't there one of the, I, I remember them not liking the Smurfs. Wasn't there, seriously though, wasn't there something about uh, homosexuality? In the Smurfs? In the Smurfs. Oh. Well, I thought that I female? thought that was the reason. <laughs> it, it was like really below the surface, but. Well, there was Vanity Smurf who was a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was a little light in the loafers, I think. But there was also a communist thing going on with the Smurfs. Or at least mm. uh, the accusations of which with uh, Papa wow. Smurf in his red hat and their socialistic. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Environment. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> wow. <laughs> I should really end with that and say, and ask kind of like, so, I mean, it sounds like as far as religion goes, you guys have left that behind. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Good one, Neil. Good one. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Do you, I mean, is this, I mean, you're we not, have, yeah. you, is it, you've completely sort of cut it off or do you kind of pay lip service and go to church when you visit relatives, jovials? No, we don't go to church. No? We only go to weddings and funerals. That's oh, right. <laughs> wow. That's really, because yeah, my mum always, you know, my mum always tries to convince me to go to church at Easter and Christmas. I'm like, I'm not going, but no, you know. we gave that up a few years ago. No, yeah. we don't do it. Yeah. There was, there was a short amount of time where we would still get grief about it. Um, but 
I, I think Jackie said it best last time. Like they've just completely given up on us, mm. and we're, we're so we're so very happy about it. <laughs> for me, it would be kind of hypocritical. I don't have a problem with religion per se, but for me to go and and stand there and sing songs and stuff, it's like, well, I don't really believe this. So why am I here? Yeah, that's exactly it. I mm. felt like it was not doing anyone any favors for me to go there. Yeah, but we also we also don't make waves, and we're not kind of like assholes about it. No. Like if you're gonna say a prayer at the dinner table, like we'll be quiet. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I know some <laughs> people that would make a to do about that. You know yeah. what I mean? Where we just kind of we go on the live and let live plan. <laughs> um, how about you, Paul and and patience? In terms of uh, you know when you meet the relatives and stuff. I don't know. We don't go to church. Mm. Yeah, I for me, I have a very complicated relationship with it. Obviously, my dad being a pastor, and I respected him a lot and was raised <clears throat> in a really, really great home and a really great environment, um, despite the, the looniness. And so for me, um, when I started moving away from that particular brand of theology, I went through a long period in my 20s and uh, part of my early 30s where I was really, really deep into theology and uh, exploring world religions and all of that sort of thing. And I would say, mm. I, it sounds like the douchebaggiest thing possibly to say, like, I, I don't believe in organized religion, but mm -hmm. it's about as close as I can get. I wouldn't say that I've written off uh, spirituality by any means, um, but there's not really a church out there that I feel like I can go attend and feel good about it. You should it. look into uh, to Wiccan. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that, Paul, that you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Um, I'll take that as a no. I don't know. <laughs> I would say I did at, at one point, <laughs> um, but it's, I, no, I mean, not, not in the sense that people mean it. If if you asked him for a massage, would he would he give you one? <laughs> oh, he totally would give me one. If you walked down the beach, are there two sets of footprints? <laughs> There's only one because he was carrying me. To all religious fundamentalists, I, this is a parody podcast. I don't believe anything I'm saying. <laughs> if you're a religious fundamentalist and you want to fire bomb my house. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's, I think, I think that there's validity to it. And one thing I want to get out of the way, just, just to throw this out there. Um, I know nobody here has, you know, any sort of bad intent when it comes to something funny like this, but I'm going to bag on this movie and I'm going to bag on the theology, but I really do um, because I have known a lot of these people in my life and I've been close to a lot of them. I tend to get a little bit defensive when people uh, get aggressive about it because mm -hmm. I know that 99% of these people are just good people trying to live their lives and they happen to believe something that's really, really weird. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a, a big segment of people, a lot of my friends among them who were raised in this thing with me, who are super angry about it and super bitter about it. And I tend to get a, a little defensive because I, I just feel like everybody's trying to do their best, you know, aside from that bitchy lady at the airport. <laughs> okay. So let's talk generally about the movie. And I thought we could again, start with uh, Paul and patience. Uh, just your sort of general, general thoughts about the movie. Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can't believe I watched it. <laughs> I think I told well, actually, patience. the last one, the last movie you watched, and I think you watched this as well, Paul, was uh, in the name of the king, and that's a movie that nobody should see because it's so bad, it's bad. <laughs> I think this was hilarious. I was kind of alternating between, oh my god, this is rubbish. Oh my god, this is hilarious. So I think everyone should see. It. I saw it twice. So I know TB saw it twice. <laughs> I don't know about you, Paul. Yeah, 
I wanted it to be more hilarious. I, I told patients when we got done, I didn't know what to expect from this movie, but the one thing I did not expect was it f- to be so fucking boring. It was just boring as hell. No, that's not true. That midget was funny. <laughs> Which bit? Sorry. I liked him the best. The midget. He was funny. Yeah, well, you got to come a little person. We've got to be politically correct if we're going to be nice to people as well. <laughs> oh, um, dang it. Yeah, because what you expect from a sort of modern um, midget, Nick Cage movie is you expect, you expect it to be batshit crazy, and this definitely wasn't, was it? No. No, no it, it was not. played really straight and really flat. Mm. Um, and I, one, th- one note I made, which was that um, there's an awful lot of sitting around doing nothing and talk. well, doing nothing and talking, really, in this movie, and I just thought, well... You know, Nick Cage is getting old now, so maybe he's just happy to sit down a, a, a coffee in a you know a table and have a cup of coffee and a biscuit or a cookie and uh, <laughs> just not doing anything. And and he does that in a plane. He gets on a plane, you know, sits down for an hour, and that's it. Really, he doesn't do anything, does he? Maybe he's happy to do that now. No, but did you notice there was a lot of super chummy relationships between people who didn't know each other in, in this movie? I thought it was bizarre the way Buck. The super awesome cartoon names, Buck Williams and Ray Steele. I thought it was really awesome the way uh, Buck Williams was kissing that girl goodbye like three mm. minutes after he yeah, met Yeah, that her. was a bit odd. Was, well, yeah. he was obviously hitting on her, yeah. wasn't he? That was obvious. But yeah, yeah a bit familiar. Well, it, what was odd about that was that he was kissing her. He was kiss, He was basically getting, kissing her goodbye and he hadn't even asked for a phone number. What was the point of that? Maybe he knew what was going to happen. Maybe Dude, he just wanted, he wanted to get that D wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so T, do you have any? Did you have any? Uh, um, any re- general religious thoughts before we we uh, carry on talking about the movie? Uh no. I, I you know, yeah. yeah. I went to church when I was young, but mm. kind of slept through it and uh, don't really have opinions. Mm. Praise Jesus. Overall, as far as uh, a general statement, it's just boring as hell. And I really wanted a lot more. I, I hate Nicolas Cage anyway. I, nothing's made me happier than the last couple of years when everybody seems to have realized that he's what? a douchebag. <laughs> uh, but I really what? wanted a little more crazy from him. <laughs> and we did not get it. Well, you probably got your spreadsheet open right now, TB. But he's got to be the number one on the leaderboard for most appearances. He, on is, the, on the movie he has become the number one most clubbed. He's he's been in four movies. Real quick, who can name them all uh, besides Neil? Let's okay, go. Con- besides me, Con Air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Face Off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's and the more. classic Raising oh, Arizona. The bees, the bees. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Wicker Man. Wicker Man. How to get burned? I don't even. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? Oh no, not the bees. Arizona is classic. By the way, this I'm a came up. Man. See my bad. <laughs> This came up at work, by the way. I I did not know that there was a huge uh, Wicker Man YouTube following, yeah. mm-hmm. but there are yeah. a bunch of people who've never seen the movie, but yeah. just think these clips, clips from Wicker yeah. Man are hilarious. Well, the they best are. clips on YouTube are some of the <laughs> clips that aren't in the uh, theatrical cut. So quite a lot of people won't have seen it, and I think they sort of mucked up the releases. So not all the like DVD releases have the theatrical cut, uh, have the director's cut. So, um, or vice versa, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, so. I was looking for anything entertaining in the movie, and some of the things that really jumped out at me, uh, I really loved the way um, when all the chaos started, there was there was a lot of pretty great little moments there, but one of my favorites was when uh, 
Captain Cage ran up to the cockpit and started pounding on the door and screaming, let me in. And then mm. two seconds later, he was like, oh, I guess I'll just enter the code and go that in myself. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> uh, we couldn't figure out. We couldn't figure out why everybody immediately started robbing each other and, and stealing everything like mm-hmm. 15 seconds after oh. the most bizarre thing event in the history of the world i I imagine it would get to that at some point but it just felt a little bit soon there's a lot of weird things that happened whenever the the rapture occurred like whenever it occurred the uh the plane speaking of the plane um it it immediately autopilot turned off and it started careening into the ground right yeah (laughs) just all this weird (laughs) like satellites no longer work uh were satellites raptured up as well I i didn't get it what was annoying about the satellite thing was that they were what like Nick Cage was holding an iPhone, I think, and uh, Buck Buck Wilkinson, or whatever his name is, Buck Buck Cherry, was holding some other satellite. Phone. Kirk Cameron satellite iPhone. Well, this is my point: is that he's going. IPhone, yeah. They were looking at it and and there was you saw it popping up on the screen, satellite unavailable or something. I think that's not a fucking satellite phone. You know, we know what satellite phones look like. We've all seen those movies. Hey man, it's not a sat- that's an iPhone. He's an investigative reporter. He has a satellite <laughs> phone. Trust him. So um, I I think part of the reason why that automatic looting happened was I think that was a commentary that the only reason that's not happening right now is because all the good Christians are uh, keeping us from doing it. These are the left behind. These are the bad people, man. I mean, mean, everybody who's kind of like maybe gone away from or doesn't have a religion, I think, has had the conversation before of like, do you have to be religious to be a good person? And, you know, the the highly devoted uh, ones are all kind of like, well, if you don't have a religion, you'll just go through the street stealing things. <laughs> right. Yeah, you've got no moral compass. Not only do you have to be highly religious, you also have to be accurately highly religious because the devout Muslim guy was yes. didn't get sucked up. That's what annoyed me was like, okay, this is not about religion. It's about Christianity, isn't it? Which is fair yes. enough. That's what the movie's about. But... The most, probably the, well, maybe the most devout guy who's, you know, showing his religion. Yeah. He doesn't get, he doesn't the, get a uh, The nicest guy, the nicest guy in the movie, the most devout religious oh, guy in the movie. He's not a nice guy. He had did that, not get, he had that weapon in his bag there. That, uh, what do you call it? That nasty toothbrush? weapon. Oh, toothbrush. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, the rapture is not about nice guys. The rapture is about choosing the right God. He did kick that little person in the ass and kick him off the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was possibly the best part of the movie. Yeah, I, I kind of laughed at that. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to take away. Jackie's got a couple really good ones, mm. but uh, the one thing I noticed that I didn't talk about is: Did you notice like ten minutes after the rapture, like while people, I forget if it's the chick is driving or what it is, like random people start disappearing or like cars are driving themselves straight, like yeah. without a driver, like yeah. ten right. minutes after the rapture happened. Yeah, didn't it all yes. happen at once? But maybe yeah, so that was that was an inconsistency. Well, that school bus went off the bridge like yeah, the, I don't yeah, know, half an hour buses. afterwards. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Mm. But also, you had I mean, what they what they made very explicit was that every child in the world had been raptured. I'm thinking kids can be evil. They're not all good kids. They're certainly not all <laughs> Christians. Yeah, I watched The Good Son. Mm. Shouldn't it only be the kids that are baptized? Or no? Wait. That's in uh, Catholic, right? Yeah, in Catholic, Catholic, there's like That's a Catholic. certain... Yeah, okay, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> it's pretty common, uh, at least the way we were raised, it was pretty common uh, that there's a quote-unquote age of understanding that a person reaches right. where they can sort of be responsible for their own soul. What age is that? 23. Whatever age they decide, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> there's a specific drop. one. Is this a Catholic thing 
that you're born into original sin then? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. We're getting to sort of theological discussion here now, which I don't think we want to do. We're also <laughs> about Nick Cage. Um. <laughs> Dude, Nick Cage. Uh, he, he looks like he was made out of wax in this movie. <laughs> yes. And his face is melting. You made a sort of a nasty side <laughs> comment about the, uh, the young hot girl who's the sort of co-lead. She, yeah, I sure. thought, because I, they were when she went home and she's there with a the special needs kid. I thought, oh, that special needs kid must be her son. No, 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 that's it's what a I thought brother. too. Yeah, because she looks about it's thirty-five, and you go, thirty-five. She's supposed to be in college. No, no she looked twenty. Yeah, she's twenty. Yeah. She is actually when this movie was filmed, she was like twenty years old, and she looks like she's about forty. She does. You she looks really crazy. old. You are nuts. Did you have a different version of <laughs> she the did not look that old? She's no. a good-looking girl, right? She's really good-looking, but you know. Sure. That yeah. makeup job is horrific. It makes her look so much older. And I think the same is true of no. uh, Nick Cage. He looks horrible, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. That that was one of my notes of like, what is... His hair look good. Poor, poor man's <laughs> Tia Leone is fallen for like wax cage. Come on now. <laughs> man. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. Since since you're talking about uh, the flight attendant, um, you, you guys know how... I like all women. Um, I don't like to, I don't, you know, I judge women based on their personality. I, I judge them based on their, the kindness of their heart. Maybe in this movie, I judge them based on their religious stance. But that being said, here's my ranking of the hottest chicks of the movie. Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Coming in at number four, we have Leah Thompson. She looked yeah. good. She still looks pretty good. Wrong. She's kind of old looking. No, she's, um, she looked bad. That's why she's at number she's four. number one. What? She's at number one. Number three. Continue. No, okay. Well, she's she's about eighty years old in this movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's another bad makeup job. They they all look horrific. They all look like they look like they're dead, and they've had like the the Undertaker's you know makeup job when they're lying in a coffin. Right. Mm-hmm. Number three, we have that that crackhead whore on the plane that was snorting on the, all that blow. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Lady Gaga? Yeah, the British girl. Yeah, Lady Gaga. She looks like. She looks like Lady Gaga, guys. Mm. <laughs> anyway. All right, number two, we have we have the daughter, the thirty-year-old uh, college daughter, her hotness. <laughs> and number one, we have that flight attendant. Oh man! Wow! Wow! Now, <laughs> I, I, it may be I've not fl- flown on enough airlines, but I have not seen in a very long time an an air an air hostess's uh, outfit that looks like that. That's so tight. No. And so in the heel, like five-inch heels. They don't wear. They. I mean, this. That's the thing about this movie. This is kind of like it was a real throwback to something like airport or airplane, where you have this these ridiculous stereotypes. You know, you have this billionaire Texan called TB on the plane who's talking to the 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 Asian guy who's like a math genius, obviously. Who, you know, oh, he's he's psychotic, spilling the beans about the Department of Defense (laughs) thingies, and I mean, it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't watch uh, television news, so I don't really know. But um, it, Buck Williams is that what TV news reporters look like now with buzz cuts and beards and leather jackets, yeah, some mutton chops? Ugh. Yeah, he was hot. God, no. Hey, Tabe, grab a drop for that. <laughs> I had a hard time buying him. He looked as, like the Wolverine, don't you think? Don't, with that beard thing. Yeah. He, he Do we yeah, know that did. guy from anything? Isn't yeah, he well, a, a guy? He, his his name Hill. sounds like he's on <laughs> yeah, One Tree Hill. Say. Okay. That's like Gil- was, Gilmore Girls, right? Yeah. It, well, he was also on Gilmore Girls, actually. Season one. 
Chad Michael Mudface. Yeah. He was, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call him on the Gilmore Guys podcast. Oh. Um, no, he was the one that was at Rory's school at Chilton that had the crush on her. Oh. Called her Mary. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. He was also, yes. You've just listed like literally everything in his IMDb credits. Um, <laughs> it says on his IMDb page that he has brooding good looks. Ugh. And his no. IMDb picture is also him uh, looking away from the camera and it's all in black and white. So I think he looks sexy. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope Tave is getting that stuff. Me, yeah. There was a lot of inconsistencies in this movie. Uh, an example being when they had to have him take his camera and go out and take picture of the, the wing. And <laughs> yeah. then like 10 minutes later, he's sitting in the cockpit and he's right. just casually looking out the window at it and giving the updates. Mm. Yeah. Why couldn't Nick Cage <laughs> do that when he was sitting up there in the, in the cockpit uh, himself? Because he's flying the plane. Yeah, geez. <laughs> oh, right, because the autopilot doesn't work when they don't need it to. Mm-hmm. Um, when they don't have gas. Uh, great line. My name is Chloe Steele. Chloe to my friends. She doesn't make her friends call her <laughs> Miss Steele. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, the music was awful. The production values were awful, and I was bored as hell. Yeah, this movie had some of the the worst CG ever. Like when that oh, plane was yes. landing and crashing. It was horrible. What's worse than the CG is the yeah that was pretty bad. Was the was the which PP just touched on was the production design. It's it's amazing. Like that, basically, the first half an hour is essentially in that airport, um, mm-hmm. and it just looks so cheap. Um, it looks, and this is a bit difficult to follow, but anyway, this looks like a cheap movie made to show in a movie where in that movie it's shown they show a movie on a plane, and this would be that movie shown <laughs> on a plane in a movie. Um, it's just horrible and. It costs $15 million to make. I think, where the money? Where did the money go? Did $14 million go to Nick Cage? Well, he does have to pay back the IRS, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's trying to get as much money as possible, so, yeah. There was a lot of crashing vehicles, though. I bet that cost a good bit. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm calling for a moratorium now. Never again are we allowed to have a crash that ends anywhere near an oil tanker. That is... You mean it, two inches from it? That is complete. Like, seriously, how many dozens of times do we have to see that shit? That was almost like a parody. It was like a cartoon, like sort of yeah. Wally Coyote, wasn't it? When the ended up <laughs> an inch away from it. <laughs> it was crazy. Amazing. I was going to say, I also like how when a plane with no gas and half of its running gear is completely ripped off... Uh, there's a hot blonde chick on the left-hand side, so hold on one second while I raise my wing up in in my crash sequence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I am calling I don't know how that's physically possible. <laughs> well, I think Nick Cage was straining really hard. So he made it. He really did look bored in this movie, didn't he? Yeah, he wasn't bothering me, really, wasn't he, he? Yeah. He looked as bored as anybody else. Mm. Yeah, he was kind of phoning it in, wasn't he? Mm. I just imagine him like the phone ringing. He's there with Mrs. Cage. And Mrs. Cage is picking up the phone and she says to Nick Cage, Nick, there's your agent on the phone. He's like, I'll do it. Uh, (laughs) He just wants to know about that. I'll do it. The royalty payment, I'll do it. He just, I mean, does he turn anything down? Yeah, I think this, for sure, this was a money grab because he was... Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't care about this movie or the religion aspect. He cares about the religious audience. If if this becomes right. a hit like that Left Behind series originally was, then mm. he's he's banking. 
Yeah. Well, it was yeah, definitely a cynical, a cynical um, attempt to capture the Christian audience. But the hilarious thing about that is twofold. One is that, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll read this out actually, because there's a little quote from uh, Vic Armstrong. He's interviewed by Yahoo Movies just before the movie came out. Um, there we go. Speaking to Yahoo Movies this summer, Armstrong admitted that he didn't notice the biblical content of Left Behind when he first read the script. My agent, <laughs> my agent David Gersh said, well, what about the religious aspect? And I said, what religious aspect? The director said. He, said. he said, didn't you find it strange when people disappeared on the plane and everything? I said, David, I did Starship Troopers and I didn't question it when great big bugs came climbing over the hill and ripped people's heads off. That's the world I live in. So, <laughs> I this is absolutely That's astonishing. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely astonishing. You didn't know it was a religious movie, and um, the religious aspects are really kind of minimised. And I think you somebody mentioned earlier on that basically the the Christians in it are kind of cartoon nut jobs, aren't they? And so the second part yeah. of that is about you know trying to get this Christian audience um, was that the Christian Christian uh, kind of press hated this movie. <laughs> Uh, I think it was Christianity Today. Yeah, yeah. yeah Christianity yeah, Today um, reviewed. I actually read the whole review, TB, and uh, they the the reviewer wanted to give it zero stars, but their system wouldn't allow it. <laughs> so so you had to give them half a star. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they absolutely hate it. So that kind of backfired because uh, essentially, you know, it wasn't really a Christian movie. And but if you go on the on the leftbehindmovie.com website, wherever it is. They've got a load of materials. They're trying to flog it to, trying to sell it to um, uh, churches. So for the the low fee of one hundred ninety nine dollars, you can get a DVD that you can play in church with a one year license <laughs> to play in church. I mean, they really are trying to go for that. Mm. Yeah, I was surprised too that it wasn't. I thought there was going to be a lot more overtly, you know, religious stuff in it, but. Mm. Throughout the movie, most of the people are non-believers, and the only reason that they believe is yep. because this rapture happens. So if I don't believe the rapture is going to happen, then I was agreeing with everything else that she was saying before that, you know? Like, Mom, you're crazy. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. It just, um, the people that were religious seemed nutty. So why would mm -hmm. that convert me into wanting mm. to agree with them, you know? Because people disappeared. Oh, okay. Yeah. The end of this movie felt like it felt like I was playing GTA or something. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I found a motorcycle. Yes, I magically know how Triangle. to first of all, I'm strong enough to pick up a motorcycle like that when it's laying on its side. That's really hard to do. I don't know that that girl would yeah, be able to. That is actually a serious point. Like you have to even even for me, and you know, I I lift weights and whatever, like <laughs> you have to pick you you have to pick a bike up correctly to be able to get it off the ground. And if you're a tiny blonde girl, I mean, yeah. you need to do you need to really be well trained in how to do that. And you're not just going to bicep hurl that thing up kind of like she did. But apparently she must ride bikes because she rode that thing with no trouble. Um, then she gets as far as she can. Then she hops into a uh, big truck. <laughs> and then uh, I expected her to like hop in a plane and like somehow guide the other <laughs> plane down or something. <laughs> it was crazy. But um, is that all you want to say about that? I just, so Jackie, I know we're gonna, all going to be shocked now. Jackie fell asleep at the end of this thing. <laughs> I rewatched it the next day, thank so you. So when she's rewatching it the next day, she's watching this, and this is before the plane crash scene, and she's like, this is ridiculous. And then I'm like, oh, just wait. And she goes, 
does she fly a plane and put this plane on top of that plane's back and guide it in? <laughs> I seriously thought that. <laughs> and I was oh, like, yeah. well, I, not quite that ridiculous. I forgot she also drives a steamroller. I forgot to mention that yeah. one. Yeah, the, ste- the steamroller going <laughs> yeah, point, point zero 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 two five miles per hour. I really I really wanted Minnie Me to drive that steamroller like in Austin Powers. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. that was a, that was a great scene. That was weird. Well, her um, her dad her dad is a pilot, so she probably can figure out how to drive all these different vehicles, right? Sure, <laughs> it's yeah, in, sure. inherited. Mm. Sure. I mean, you know, put, <laughs> push the throttle down, pull the uh, pull the stick back. You should be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, when she was like climbing up on the big thing, to, apparently to commit suicide, I'm guessing. I, yeah. I didn't get yeah. that at first. I didn't Me know too, what she yeah. was weird yeah. getting at. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes, okay, she's going up there to kind of either get closer to her dad or closer yeah. to God. Oh, no, she's going to kill yeah. herself. Okay, no, she's, <laughs> okay, she's not now on the phone. I, I wasn't sure, but I think the, the takeaway from that is that she's going to kill herself, which is, the, right. which is the why they played that song, which is all about dead people. Yeah, she was definitely going to kill herself, but it doesn't make any sense. That's the last mm. way I would like attempt to kill myself. If I was she well, she wanted basically she wanted to get to, closer to her mum, or not closer to her mum. She wanted to go to heaven to meet her mum again, right? Yeah, but wasn't she going to jump off and then fall down again? <laughs> well, the other thing is, if she's a one, if she's a believer, then this rapture happened because she wasn't worthy. And if you right. suicide, mm. then uh, you're that's not going to heaven. Not going to happen. <laughs> like I don't think she thought this through. The suicide thing also might be a Catholic-specific one where you can't do it. So that is a mortal sin, right? Uh, right, yeah, yeah. I mm. think that also might be specific oh. to Catholics. Oh, okay. But um, uh, is there a religion out there that <laughs> that where you can not make it in but just kill yourself and then you're in? I, I feel like that would not be true to anyone. <laughs> yeah, you can because if you, if you, right before you kill yourself, say, you know, I... Yeah. I I believe in Jesus and, and mm-hmm. I want to wash myself of all the sins. I think there's some um. uh, sects of Christianity that allow that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I mean, she'd have it's enough like a time on the way. baptism, pretty much. She'd have enough time on the way down to complete all that. <laughs> now, what I didn't really follow that about that part, um, the, the fact she wasn't raptured, it was, I don't understand. They didn't really give any information about why she wouldn't be suitable for rapturing. She didn't believe. She didn't accept Jesus yeah. as her personal personal savior. savior. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, but I did think she was a righteous babe. <laughs> uh, you don't get raptured on hotness. Um, well, on the on the topic of backstories, which I'll cover quickly, um, one thing I found really weird was that there was only one character who got any kind of backstory, which was the druggy, you know, rich person's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, why on mm-hmm. earth is she, is she getting so much screen time? She gets huge backstory, which they cover in like two sections. So I go and look her up, and it's like, oh, she's a stunt woman. Okay, so obviously Vic Armstrong, who was like a stunt, you know, stunt coordinator, he knows her. D- dig a bit further. Her, her, name, her name is Georgina Rawlings. Her uh, her um, maiden name is Georgina Armstrong. That's his daughter. So she gets the huge um. backstory in all the screen time because he's Vic Armstrong's daughter. And there's a bunch of bunch of stuntmen who get. Uh, big roles in this movie so he's obviously you know giving paying people hmm. back or whatever can i say one thing about her mm-hmm. the first time they showed her on screen she had her sweater unzipped and i shouted out about how there's a girl behind buck that has huge tots and <laughs> patience was trying to figure out who it was 
and her sweater kept changing throughout the I re- throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> so it would be zipped up, and then it would be down. And I kept trying to point it out, like, "Oh no, there she!" But she'd have her sweater <laughs> zipped up. That was really frustrating for me. This was a, a religious movie, but I did like all the cleavage shots, like when that, uh, <laughs> when the daughter was picking up uh, her brother's bag and, yeah. and had her chest fallen out. She was constantly falling <laughs> over, and her her blouse was always undone, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, did you notice on the, on the sort of falling over that this movie this movie had so many stunts in it that were really not needed? And uh, this is a Christian thing where, like, every four minutes that someone has to break a window. You notice that? Yeah. <laughs> You didn't know that? Constantly it's windows a, being broken. It's a sign of the apocalypse. Um, I'm assuming it's just Vic Armstrong. That's the windows breaking. He's no, he, he knows he knows how to do stunts, so he's just going to constantly do stunts all the time. Yeah, when that window got shot out, I thought it was Ron Jeremy with a shotgun coming out. <laughs> Who's Ron Jeremy? How would you know who he is? I don't know who he is. <laughs> he's a Christian stuntman, window breaker. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Christian coxman. <laughs> Um, I thought Jordan Sparks did pretty well, actually. Yeah, I yeah. was surprised. That's the first thing I've seen her in. Mm. I don't know if she's been in other things or not, but what was she? She has in not. This? She has not she, been in anything she was, else. She was the mom of the. Um, she's the football player's mm-hmm. wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, she and she like daddy. had the gun and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, I, I I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I did I say, yeah. Mm. Um. I often pull guns awesome. on people. In airplanes, when I'm concerned about them thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> she was distraught. Do you have a son or a daughter? No, I don't have it. Okay. Mean, well played. <laughs> um, and then I also already mentioned earlier, but like the ending, I just felt like was kind of like, that's it. Okay. You landed the plane. Yeah. Now what? I don't know. There wasn't really any sort of resolution to anything. Mm-hmm. So it was this weird. Is, this is just the beginning, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Plus, she does- she- <laughs> She literally says that. There are two sequels planned, and everybody is signed up for the sequels. Well, everybody except Nick Cage. <laughs> why would he not sign up? I mean, if you're going to do this, why not sign up for the sequel? Mm, I don't know, actually. Maybe he saw it. Maybe He, he may have gotten about halfway into filming and realized he was no Kirk Cameron. Or he, yeah, he did look fed up, so maybe he's just a bit fed up, and he decided just to sit down and have a cup of coffee and sit, wait it out until the, till the movie was over. Is that the role that Kirk Cameron played, the pilot? Or was he the, no. Kirk the Cameron Chad was the, Michael Mudface? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> he, he was, he was uh, Chad Michael. Okay. That's what I thought. Oh, my last note was that um, I have a flight tomorrow and I want to know why do we always pick these movies <laughs> where a plane <laughs> crashes <laughs> the day before I go somewhere? I swear this always well, happens. you know, just make sure there's no raptures tomorrow. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay. You need to be uh, righteous and... Uh, what is it? Accept Jesus as your personal savior? Is that the one? Jesus Christ is your personal savior, oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> See, I've got it down. I can write these things down, yeah. Personal. Uh, Not impersonal. Uh, did you guys notice who the co-pilot was? New. No. Jesus. <laughs> uh, that was good. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I guess one. I missed it. I missed he it. He said Jesus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus is my co-pilot. Mm. You know. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was a. Uh, it was uh, oh, William TB with a TB with a non non not invented here humor. <laughs> Sorry, TB. Who was the co-pilot? Will- William Ragsdale. Oh, from really? A little movie. A little movie we watched called Fright Night. Oh, you're so cool, Brewster. 
He was he was Brewster, Charlie Brewster. That was him. Oh, really? Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Did not no, notice not, that. Not in yeah, in uh, Friday Night, he was the the main guy. You know, the weird uh, not yeah. not that cackling guy, but Brewster, Charlie Brewster. Oh. And yeah. Hmm. Um. That's crazy. I never would have guessed that. When when the rapture happened and everybody is coming up with all these theories, it's weird. Like nobody. It never crosses anybody mind, anybody's minds that it's the rapture. Everybody comes right. up with thoughts like, oh, it's terrorism, it's aliens, or they turned invisible. Um, and the only <laughs> person that, that had any, any inkling about it was that one chick that went to, to summer camp one year, and she you know, was half listening when they were talking about it. Uh, that's weird. Like this is, It's like in a, in a zombie movie where nobody in the zombie movie has ever heard of, of or seen a zombie before they're, they're all surprised. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to deal with this guy that's walking around and eating people. I think, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I always go into these movies, as you know, not knowing anything. And so I, did, I didn't know anything. I, all I saw was the poster and I thought, Oh, it's a, it's a Nick Cage action movie with uh, where he flies a plane or something. And I don't know, like die hold or something. Um, and I did make a note the first time I realized that they were being raptured. I think it was about 20 minutes in, 25 minutes in or something. But for the movie to spell it out to the audience, if you didn't already know, which would be a bit of a stretch, to be honest, it was an hour and 15 minutes where they all go, oh, it's blah, 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 they've been raptured. An hour and 15 minutes, really? Yeah. I'm going to send a link here for a picture. This is some of the worst Photoshop I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yes. I forgot to mention this. <laughs> Nick Cage's weird head. His family, his family photo. <laughs> oh, I've got one as well. Hold on. <laughs> his head looks so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let me send you the one I did. Hold on. Um, oh my god! I just thought that was a really weird, just a really weird picture as well. Um, it looks like they're disappearing. It's like he, Nick Cage is like a ghost floating in the background. Yeah, look, it's like from Back to the Future when they're like. The picture starts disappearing. That's kind of what it looks like. Like they're they're only yeah, halfway there. Oh, you know what? That is exactly what I thought when I first saw it. I was like, oh, they're <laughs> gonna start disappearing out of the picture. Like that's yes. the future. <laughs> what I thought was that it just looks really a really odd picture. It just reminded me of American Gothic, you know? Yes, totally. You yeah. See that picture? Yeah. Really, really <laughs> oh, weird, yeah. yeah. It just looks like American Gothic meets Photoshop, doesn't it? Yeah. That's weird that we have the same Yeah. Now that um, Nick Cage's wife has been sucked up and raptured away, he, he's free to go after that that stewardess. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You <laughs> yeah. won't have any guilt anymore. I do feel a little bit sorry for Leah Thompson because that first scene, she's always so sort of perky, and it just looked to me like she was saying inwardly, "I'm in a movie. I'm in a real movie." Because um, she hasn't been in anything really, really hasn't she? Hasn't she recently? She's on a TV series that's pretty Is she? popular. Okay. Yeah. Did you notice the uh, the black guy next to Wolverine didn't know understand how headphones work? He had them on his cheeks. I did not notice that. <laughs> I don't remember any black people in this movie except for the crazy lady with the gun. <laughs> well, the, the the his cameraman, whoever it was, whoever was working well, with him, he, he yeah, got he raptured. Was, he was sucked up. Mm. He was he was sucked up by Jesus. You wouldn't expect it because he looks. He looks like a thug and he looks like a bad dude, but you know, he, he's he, clearly he accepted righteous Jesus. There were quite a few praise Jesus references, which I kind of fell flat. Like I didn't understand why Leah Thompson 
puts her gardening gloves over that Bible to hide it. I didn't understand oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was awkward. It was, what was that for? It was. If she wants, if she wants uh, her daughter to, you know, be churchy, then why hide it? Is it mm. a bad thing now? You gotta, you have to hide it from your daughter, but no. then you have to spew it on her? She wasn't hiding it, I don't think. I think they were just showing the Bible is always nearby, even when she's gardening. Mm. That's what my I got out of it. I just no. thought they were just. I think she was hiding it. That really didn't make any oh. sense from in in context. That really bumped patience because she has she, her mom gave her some kind of thing about you never place anything on top of a Bible because it's disrespectful. <laughs> oh, and then they threw it through a window. Oh, really? I've never heard that. Yeah, it's true. Well, you should also never uh, raise an umbrella over a Bible or walk a Bible under a ladder. <laughs> you should probably <laughs> also not uh, poop on it. <laughs> it's disrespectful i'm just saying <laughs> it is. anybody see the leftovers tv show no i've watched the first few episodes i quite like that actually i think it's it got a bit sort of melodramatic but it was pretty good essentially it's exactly the same it was decent mm. yeah well i mean it's it's like the rapture but they don't it's never really brought up that it's religious religion related event because it happened well in the in the movie or sorry you know spoiler for the first 10 minutes of leftovers but uh it's it's it happens to just a random sampling of people if they're religious or not that you know uh serial killers and just across the board just random mm. not just the christian religious types um, Christianity Today, the biggest problem they had with the movie was actually how they treated the little person in it because it was so offensive. Um, but I, yeah, it was crazy. His little, he had one expression during the whole movie, and I've sent, I post a picture uh, of that, which is hilarious. Um, I have to say it was funny though when he he thought maybe the person was invisible, that the people were invisible, and he was like poking the seats. It was so like campy and mm. weird. Here we go. This is what he gave this him what, a wet willy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Christianity Today said. This film contains maybe the most offensive depiction of a little person that I've ever seen. It. This is what they were most offended by. By 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 the way, Christianity it wasn't the whole kicking him down the slide, defending Christians. This is what they were most offended by. Anyway, uh, most offensive depiction of a little person that I've ever seen in any form of media. He is angry, short-tempered, thieving, accusatory, and generally a bad person. And the film strongly implies that all of this is predominantly due to his stature. At the end of the film, he is punted down a slide like a football. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, do, I don't need to defend any position uh, that this film is unchristian, as you can get, given its depiction of this character. It's either a joke on the part of the filmmakers, in which case it's not only horribly misguided, but actually deserving an apology on their part, or some other kind of moral or intellectual failure by all involved. But whatever it is, it's the most mean-spirited, mean insensitive, idiotic thing I've seen in my tenure of viewing for Christianity Today. So the worst thing that the movie reviewer for Christianity Today has ever seen is that character. Um, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I mean, I agree. I'm eagerly awaiting the sequel. <laughs> Definitely going to watch it. Now, why did you watch it twice, TB? Uh, because um, I enjoy Nicolas Cage and his performances in movies mm. and also like weird bonkers movies. I mean, if you noticed, I also watched In the Name of the King twice, so. So you have problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it twice instead of watching um, Harry Potter 3. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. I think that might oh, possibly something. annoy Jackie. 
something else I, I forgot to mention. So the daughter in this movie, the one that I think is hot and you guys think is, looks like an old lady. No. She was in. <laughs> yeah. well, she's hot. She's nice. We like she, her. She's hot. Yeah. She was in Big Love. Did you, did, you, did you guys watch that show on HBO? I watched the first season or two. Oh, it was later seasons. Okay. But she just looks so different because she was one of the crazy Mormon people dressed in their weird outfits. So it just seemed you weird. You know what's funny? Evidently, uh, Ashley Tisdale signed on originally to play that role. Right, right. And had to drop out due to scheduling. And I, I kept thinking she probably just thought, God, I dodged a bullet mm. on that <laughs> one. Well, she, this, the actress yeah. who played that role is Australian. So is the, um, the air hostess. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I think they're probably, they're probably all resident in, in Hollywood, Hollywood at this point. So they probably just want to get any job they can. Because the, these are people who yeah. are, we recognize from soaps that we see in Australia and over here as well, like Neighbours. So. Jackie? Yeah, their their accents were good though because I didn't mm, neither yeah. one of them I realized they were not. Yeah, they're American. pretty pretty decent accents. Mm. Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. Uh, our next movie is don't know. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter at DFSMC Podcast when the next movie will be announced. My thanks this week go to my co-host Todd Brisket. It's a fallen world. God created it perfect, and we destroyed it with the first sin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Jovial Jackie and Jovial John. Thanks, Neil. My name is Jovial Jackie. My friends call me Jackie. <laughs> thanks, Neil. <laughs> and special thanks to our special guest today, uh, Pascal's pager. Hey, can I call you Paul? And patience. Put the bunny back in the box. Oh, wait, that's the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can say goodbye now, patience. She's still there. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> well, I feel like perhaps watching Left Behind was a bit of a waste of time but then again it's not the end of the world is it <laughs> and if god disagrees Ooh. if god disagrees may he smite me down uh-oh <laughs> oh no right <Ruh> row <laughs> Okay, bonus point for the quiz we're not having. If you can tell me what this music is. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. It's Blondie, Rapture. <laughs> Hooray, well done. Did you get it? What Rapture. did you say? Oh. <laughs> it's Blondie and Rapture. Wasn't a huge hit, actually. It's on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Fab Five Freddy. Okay, so then it goes into a rap because this was actually, uh, I think, it was the first US number one to feature a rap. So it's a combination of like rock music, pop music, and rap.
Really? Is mm-hmm. the worst example of a white person trying to rap in the history of music. <laughs> oh, leave her alone. I like her. A rapping and a rap and a rap, 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 <laughs> and a rap, 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 and a rap, rap, rap. <laughs> She's kind of, I guess in a way she's sort of kind of appropriating rap music and stuff, but it's, she did actually feature like proper rappers, so I don't know. Again and again, we heard we should get health insurance. There was never What's anything this? new, so you know what I heard? <laughs> How was that? <laughs> nope, everything's fine over here. We're all fine here, thanks. How are you? <laughs> now that's Star Wars. Yeah, and then he shoots somebody in the face. <laughs> <laughs> 